You can't improve what you don't measure. We all know that. And it can be a little bit painful, but we really need to be tracking the effectiveness of our spend. So let's calculate the return on that investment. I really do think about marketing. We do spend a lot of the company's money. If I wouldn't spend it like my own money, then I wouldn't feel good about spending it. So I'm really careful about that and really want to measure it. Welcome to the Marketing Moguls Podcast, where we talk to the big shots, the heavy hitters, the cream of the crop in the world of marketing. This is a show where we sit down with the most brilliant minds in the industry, and we pick their brains to find out what makes them tick, what makes them successful, and sometimes what makes them want to pull their hair out. Each episode, we'll be talking to top executives, entrepreneurs, even influencers who have made their mark in the marketing world, and we'll be asking them tough questions like, what's the best way to increase conversions? Or how do you come up with a killer ad campaign? Or why do marketers always wear black? But let's be real, we're not just here to talk shop, we're also here to have some fun. So we'll be discussing some of the latest trends. We're going to be sharing some hilarious marketing fails and maybe even trying to convince our guests to let us in on their secret to creating the perfect meme. So whether you're a marketer, a business owner, or just someone who's fascinated by the world of marketing, this podcast is for you. Sit back, grab your favorite drink, and join us as we dive into the minds of the marketing moguls that are shaping the industry today. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Marketing Mobiles Podcast. We have a wonderful guest on with us today. We are joined by Jennifer Durishan, who is the head of marketing over at Prodigal. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. It's so great to have you here. Hey, great to be here. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Of course. Before we get too into the weeds, I wanted to see if we could just take a second for you to kind of introduce yourself to me and to the audience and just tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do at Prodigal, and maybe even a little bit about how you got to where you are today. Yeah, well, great question. So like you said, I'm the head of marketing at Prodigal. We are a fintech, early stage fintech series A. We are bringing artificial intelligence, which is a super hot topic. We're bringing AI to modernize call centers. So specifically for loan servicers and lenders, it's probably not something that people have heard too much about, but it's a very highly regulated industry. And there hasn't been a whole lot of innovation And so software is really going to help them be more efficient and effective in their operations. I got here, I've only been with the company for about six months, but in SaaS companies, we do a lot in a short amount of time. And so it feels like longer, but it's been fun to make an impact really early. But I've been in marketing for about 15 plus years and absolutely love it. It's changing so much so fast. And so it's a great function to be in. Did you always want to be a marketer or did it just happen that way? Like, how did you get into the world of marketing? Yeah. So funny story is I did not major in marketing in college. In fact, my degree is in finance. So I had that analytical side and then was relocating and got a brand manager role at Abbott Nutrition, the makers of Similac Infant Formula. And I got my start in marketing there. And so what I love about it is it really does blend the financial aspect, especially all the digital marketing and the metrics we have and the goals we have. And then like softer skills, the qualitative and getting in the minds of consumers and your prospects and solving their pain points with your solution and telling stories. It really is that art and science that I found my love. So I think it's the best place to be in any business. Definitely. Yeah, it's funny because we talked to so many different marketers and so many of them did not start in marketing. They kind of found their way to it. 
But that's kind of one of the coolest part about it is that you can learn as you go and you can get better and better over the years as you can with any sort of skill. It's always interesting to talk to people who maybe started in something different and have now found their way into a marketing role. And I wanted to ask you too, you talked a little bit about Prodigal. Can you give me and the audience a little more information about who your target market is? Like you mentioned that you're working with this artificial intelligence and that it's implemented really well with call centers. Is mm -hmm. that the main segment that you all are going after? Is there a wider range? Who all do you target with your product? That's on our mind every day as marketers. Who is our who, right? We right. start everything with our who. We are targeting any call center who works with borrowers and lenders. So that can be anything from banks, large and mid-sized banks, because they're working with people and they're getting either servicing calls or typically like collection agencies. Maybe someone has a credit card debt or they have a car payment, like a car debt, auto finance companies we also work with. And then even there's an opportunity with healthcare. So there's medical debt. Maybe people have unplanned medical debt, but there's a call center interaction. So you notice the thread of all of those is there's some sort of conversation about money. Whether it's being collected or, hey, I've got to change my address for my bank account or cancel a credit card. Believe it or not, you can't cancel your credit card through your mobile app. <laughs> and so you have to call people. And maybe these call center agents are here in the US or maybe they're offshore and other countries, but there's still a lot of phone calls happening in this space. And it's because it's very highly regulated by the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau. So these calls have to be audited for quality assurance and they have to follow all of these rules. And so there's a lot of things that they need to do. And certainly most of these customers, you can interact over the phone, but we're also expanding into chats and text and email. And so how do we continue to make these operations more efficient? not only for these companies, but also for the end consumers, right? How do we bring that same customer experience of what they've expected through all other parts of their lives when they're dealing with their financial transactions? Yeah, that makes sense? Yeah, it definitely makes sense. What about all of this new artificial intelligence technology like we hear about all the time now, like ChatGPT and stuff like that? My guess is being an AI-powered company, you all are fielding a lot of questions or a lot of interest coming from all of these crazy news articles you see all the time now and people trying it out themselves. How has this almost semi-boom in AI recently impacted the work that you all are doing? It's a good question because we were founded in 2018. So we've been doing artificial intelligence since then. And we have our own, we call artificial intelligence intent engine that powers our three applications that we deliver. And so what we're doing now is we're looking to say, hey, there's tools now like ChatGPT. We're actually looking into that to see how we can actually accelerate some of our learnings and influence some of that. In fact, I have a call actually later this morning with some of our engineers about what we're doing. And can we write a blog about what we're doing to actually have that supercharge our product development? But also when it comes to marketing, there's a lot of talk about how we can leverage on our own marketing, how we can leverage some of those tools to help with our content development. So we're also really looking into that and trying to jump on that to say, how can we not replace what we're doing, but help us jumpstart and accelerate what we're doing? So very timely topic. I don't have like solid answers right now, but we're definitely on it and all over those trends. I think the big thing too, that a lot of people think about with AI being such like front center now is kind of like when the internet started too. It's not all good and it's not all bad. It's probably the truth lies somewhere in the middle. And so how do we use it for good? 
how do we make sure like it helps us for good? And so we're exploring that. We're optimistic about what it can do, but it's not going to replace content marketers. In fact, I just hired a content marketer. I was talking to her about, hey, what can we do here? How can we explore this? And kudos to her. She's open to it. And we're going to figure that out. But I think that's also a really important thing with marketing. It's like you think you know what you're doing today or yesterday. And then like things are changing. You have to be aware of these trends and continue to educate yourself and be open to not only ambiguity, but also, hey, let me learn about this. Let me explore this. Let me see how I can have this help me improve my job, especially in startups, like things changing a lot. I just think in marketing, there's so many different trends and tools that you really have to be open. I always consider myself a lifetime learner. And I think that's why marketing is that function I love. Because if you say you're a digital marketing expert three, five years ago, do you know how much Google Analytics has changed? Do you know all the tools? We have so many tools we use. Like You have to always be learning. And those tools are changing, right? Like any good product, the tools are changing, they're improving. And so you have to just be continuing to evolve yourself and your skills. Absolutely. Even just podcasting, like even what we're doing today, 10, 15 years ago, Hardly anybody was listening to podcasts. They weren't nearly as popular as they are today. Now you'd get in the car. What are you going to do? You'd listen to music, a podcast, or maybe nothing, I guess. So it's like, I completely agree with you. And I love how you mentioned that you're in the camp of just continuous learning, because that's what we try to do here is try to talk to people who can help our audience learn from all of their experiences and the things that they're doing and everything like that. Even this is just a segment of continued education, if you will. I wanted to ask too, like, And you mentioned this, talking about how some people might think that AI is going to come in and replace a bunch of stuff or change everything and shake it all up. And in some ways, it will maybe shake things up and make things different. What are some of the things that you've noticed working in this world of AI that seem to be confusing for your audience or things that maybe they have a harder time understanding about artificial intelligence or something like that, especially when it comes to your specific product? Yeah, two big things I'll say. Our customers, like we're in the B2B space, right? So we're selling to other businesses. The customers and the job titles and the people we're targeting, they are not technical buyers. They don't really know. And they're kind of like me. I don't know like all the technical, but I'm learning it. And so we have to be able to make sure we speak to them in simple language, right? Hey, what is the problem we're helping them solve? They don't necessarily care what we're bolting in behind the scenes. Right. Sure, there's some technical assessments we need to do later on in the process, but we have to remember we're not selling to technical buyers. That's number one. So, how do we speak to them human to human, right? Simple messaging, approachable. That's really important for us. And then, number two, we say we have AI, like our website is not prodigal.ai, it's prodigaltech.com. Like people have maybe some negative connotations with AI. And so we have to be careful how hard we push that right in front of their faces. It's more explaining not that there's AI, what does the AI do? Why should I care? Why does this make you guys better? And it's the way our artificial intelligence engine was built. We are solely focused on consumer finance vertical conversations around money, conversations that borrowers have. So when someone says the word bankruptcy in a phone call, we know everything, the sentiment, the words around it, the tone, like we built our engine to understand what that means. Or the word hardship, just the word itself doesn't really mean something, but our engine knows everything around that word, the context around it. So that's what it means to benefit our buyers. 
that we are the experts in this financial services, consumer finance vertical. And I imagine taking that approach of that simplicity probably helps with your messaging a ton. Because like you said, even myself, I love learning about this, but I'm not an expert. So to read messaging that might have a ton of technical jargon in it or something would be more difficult to understand. So I think that's an incredibly smart approach. And in that same vein, how do you get your message across to potential other businesses or even clients of yours? Like, How do you let them know that Prodigal even exists and that you all can help them? So one of the things I'm really proud of is that we're overhauling our website. And I know a lot of companies say that, but in order for this to come to life, we just released our new homepage. We're doing it in chunks just because it's hard to get a lot of things done in a big project because we're moving fast in a lot of different areas. But we redid the homepage. And so that's come to life. And now we're going to pull that through everything else. But one big thing for marketers, especially in 2023, we have to make sure like we're being pushed on our budgets, right? Like people are pulling back. There's some uncertainty. And so we're really starting with, hey, keep doing what's working. Going back to the basics is my team will laugh that I'm saying this, but back to the basics. For us, we're still early and I want to diversify from this, but our customers are especially the collectors where we've started our bread and butter. Mm -hmm. They're very big into conferences and events. Mm -hmm. And it's very much like a very tight knit community. So you have to be there. They have to see you. They have to feel like you're one of Mm -hmm. them. We've been showing up. We're being more efficient in our budget. We're trying to be smarter about our spend there, but we've been showing up. And now a year later, they're starting to recognize us and like, okay, I know you, I know what you guys do. And so we're getting some of that brand awareness and that recognition to then bring them down through consideration, et cetera. We're hosting webinars. We just had one yesterday. We have a couple of customers on our auto finance segment. So we also know that marketing is good when you talk about yourself, but it's way better when you have that social proof, right? When a customer is talking about your product, when a customer is on a webinar, when a customer gives that testimonial, when they do that video about your product. And so we're leaning into that as much as possible, kind of that owned media aspect. Having our customers talk about our product is much better. So we're leading into that. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, if you could get somebody to give you glowing reviews and especially talk about it to other potential customers, that's amazing. (laughs) I'm sure that you've thought about this, talked about this, dealt with this a thousand times. But how did the pandemic impact the whole event space? Did a lot of these events that you all were participating in, did they go online? Did they just fade away a little bit? How did you all adjust during that time period when all of that was impacting everyone? So I've only been at the company six months, as I mentioned, but I think we were just getting started then. What we started to do when they opened back up is we started attending then and just maybe attending. And then we started visiting in 2022. Thankfully, events are back and open. We're looking to say, okay, which events were most effective? Which ones maybe we don't need to have a booth. Maybe we just walk the floor with everyone else and attend the workshops and have dinners with prospects and customers. So just being really much smarter about our spend there. Maybe it's my finance background, but I've really implemented a lot of this measurement, right? And so we've implemented a lot of that since I've joined as well. Boy, I'm going to guess that the C-suite loves that aspect about (laughs) you because that is probably very helpful to have. Especially because like you said, budgets can be slim sometimes. So to have someone in that seat that understands the numbers and can really dial into that, I think would probably be really beneficial. Hey there, we want to take a quick second to thank our sponsors of this episode, Tier 11. Do you ever sit at your computer wondering why you're spending so much money on advertisement for your business that drives little to no revenue? 
Does the idea of another month with low engagement make you want to pull your hair out? Well, you're in luck because the team of professionals over at Tier 11 can handle these issues in no time flat and make you forget all about your nightmare ad experience. Tier 11 is an advertising agency that manages over $100 million in annual ad spend and has more than 15 years of advertising experience. So it's pretty safe to say they know their stuff. Stop wasting your time and your budget on advertising that doesn't work and trust the professionals instead. Head over to www.tier11.com today and chat with a team member to learn more about how they can help you get more customers and increase their lifetime value. That's T-I-E-R-E-L-E-V-E-N.com. Now back to the podcast. I did want to say we're running a little short on time here, but I wanted to try to ask you one more question before we let you go. Thinking to where you are today at Prodigal, being the head of marketing, is there any tips or advice that you might be able to give to someone out in the audience that's listening that might want to follow a similar path to what you have, or maybe even end up working in this tech space doing marketing one day? Is there any sort of advice that you could give or any tips on how to get to maybe where you are today? I spent a lot of my career in like big Fortune 500 companies. And then I made my way over to these smaller tech startups this is my second one now. And I wanted to get over here for a while. I'm just so happy I'm here. I kind of found my home. We move fast. I love the pace. I love the accountability because it's not for everyone. If someone wants to get into B2B SaaS companies, software as a service, if I haven't explained that, a couple of things I would say. One is follow as many of these companies as you can. Change your LinkedIn feed. Change who you follow. That's frankly what I have done. And it's amazing. Like I feel much more connected to this industry. There's also been a lot of layoffs, which has been a little bit tough too. But there's also a lot of companies like still growing. I mean, there are thousands of these companies. So again, half glass full. So follow people. And then, you know, unlike probably when I started, you can message people on LinkedIn, be like, hey, I want to learn more about this. Don't come back with me and try to sell me something because that's frustrating. <laughs> Everyone tries to do it and you just ignore it. But connect and say, genuinely learn like, hey, this is what I'm interested in. Can you tell me more about this? I love to coach other people. I love to mentor other people. I think there's a lot of that giving back. Like, frankly, I get more probably than they do. But I think that give and take is really important. And it was harder to do. You couldn't reach out to people before LinkedIn as much. Reach out, network with people. The last thing I also do is I'm part of these other communities. Listen to podcasts like this. These are awesome. I mean, you're right. I listen to podcasts in my car when I go for a quick walk. Just consume yourself and what you want to learn about and get better about. And then they'll be reflected like when you're interviewing or when you network with people. Hey, did you hear about this opportunity? It'll just allow you to get to where you want to go faster. Maybe the last thing I'll just close with saying, it's not for everyone. Even my team, I expect a ton out of my team. It's harder to we work from home. You have to give yourself your own boundaries. But like everyone is expected to deliver. And especially in a remote environment, I don't talk to everyone all day. I talk to them for what, 30 minutes, if that. So all I see is that output. And so if you're not ready to be accountable and ready to keep delivering and pushing yourself and be self-motivated, this is not for you. So ask those questions early, get to know people who are doing it and then see if it's right for you. And then if it is, go for it. Challenge yourself and you'll be amazed at what you can accomplish. And that is wonderful advice. If someone out there that's listening wants to learn more about Prodigal or even wants to maybe try to network with you, what's the best place for them to go to learn more about your company or to potentially even chat with you or something like that? Yeah, so definitely go to Prodigal Tech. 
T-E-C-H.com. Check out our new homepage. Check out our new, our story page. Those are super fun. We spent some time on those. And then you can find me on LinkedIn, Jennifer Derishan. I got my prodigal company on there too. And I'm happy if anyone wants to message me or chat afterwards. I'm definitely happy to network. Awesome. Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on the show today and for chatting with us. It's been great. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Of course. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Marketing Moguls podcast, and we will catch you in the next one.